Jonathan, you just got back from Inman a little bit ago. I did. A couple weeks. It was my first Inman in New York since... 20, 2020. 20, yeah, January of 2020. January we were there. of 2020 we went. So I took a couple of years off for a variety of reasons and decided it was time to go back up. And it was a good couple of days. It was interesting. I went to maybe two or three sessions, um, but over the course of two and a half days had 15 meetings. Nice. Um, and that's the great part about Inman is you, it's, a, it's a place that you can go and, you know, just have face-to-face meetings with people and get some stuff done and made some really good progress and some mm-hmm. projects we're working on. So, yeah, it was good. Good to be home. But it was, I think the, the overriding, you know, there was a couple of themes. One of my jokes is you can't spell Inman without AI. That's, that's my <laughs> new joke. AI was <laughs> completely... You know, infiltrated every conversation almost to the point that I think it was like back in 2012 or 2013 where every session was about QR codes. Um, Now every session is about AI, which tells me that in 2034, uh, AI will be usable because QR codes are not usable. (laughs) First, QR codes are now finally usable. And two, 2034 feels like a made-up year. It is. It's not real. (laughs) Something from the Jetsons or whatever. Yeah. It's not real. Um, so there was AI and then there was a big kind of constant undertone about the quote unquote portal wars about Zillow versus realtor.com. Um, I guess Redfin is kind of thrown into that. And then homes.com is now the new player. Well, yeah. they've, they've been a player, but they're officially number four in terms of overall traffic. Um, and they have made it very, they've been very vocal about how they want to be number one. Um, so that was was Taylor Swift a topic at Inman though? Oh, I don't think I heard or saw nothing Taylor nothing Swift. About that. No, that's because she's, she's gonna she's gonna be in a stadium this weekend. She's playing in the Super Vegas, Bowl, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so I guess we should give some give some uh, <laughs> context context of, of where we are. We're recording this right before the Super Bowl, and this will this will come out right after yeah. the Super Bowl. So um, yeah, any 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 prediction? All right, Keith, will you watch the game? I no. Jim, will you watch the game? <laughs> no, but I will try and find some of the ads t- today or tomorrow on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'll watch. I'll read the headlines. I mean, I'll, 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 it'll be on in the background. Yeah. But I, yeah. If I won't, there's nothing about it that yeah. that's going to grab me directly. But I'm so, not an NFL fan, but I, I do watch the Super Bowl. But yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be. You know, I saw the the headlines of, of late have been that you know Holmes is going to spend a billion dollars, you know, a billion, on I, advertising, which. What's amazing well, though is not only the Super they, Bowl, but it kind no, of coming just, forward. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. But the other piece that's kind of crazy is that we are now seeing companies like Homes.com who are doing prequel advertising to tease the ads that they're going to come out with in the Super Bowl. Sure. Like there are three teaser ads that were released this week. If you're going to pay YouTube $7 channels. million dollars for 30 seconds, I don't know if it's 30 seconds, it's probably 30 seconds, 7 million for 30 seconds, you need to stretch that as long as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And, uh, you know, the other thing that I thought was funny was like they come out with, I think a couple of the comments and like good for them for being bold, right? There's, I think there's a lot, a lot to be learned from a, from a They're marketing going big. standpoint. They're going big with this, um, going big or going home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so there's a lot to be learned from a marketing perspective, but one of the lines I saw was that this is going to be the biggest real estate marketing advertising campaign in the history of the world. And it's going to be $1 billion. And I just it keep thinking of feel like it's going to be a letdown then, right? Well, I just, in my mind, I just see Austin powers 
right? One billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like it's a big number. And speaking of like year, you know, twenty thirty four is a year that's hard to grasp. That's a number that's hard to grasp when you just talk about, you know, well, advertising for a real estate space. That in a lot of ways is 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 stagnant. I mean, the you know, search is people look for homes. I mean, I think that it's something that looking for a four bed, two bath house in, you know, in Charlottesville, Virginia, I think it's, I'm not really sure how you can iterate on that from a search perspective to get more people interested in looking for homes, especially in an environment of low inventory and fewer home sales. When there's nothing to search, it is, it does make you question how you can create new search. But I, but to the flip side, Zillow and the numbers that, that we were recently looking at, Zillow in excess of 50 million unique visitors a month. 57 million to a their, month. Now, yeah. if you add Trulia on that, when Zillow owns Trulia, they're at 68 million visitors per a month. month. A month. On their and site. there are 4 million homes sold a year. So 8 million sides <laughs> of transactions if everyone were represented by an independent yeah. buyer and seller agent. So 8 million potential deals, and they've got 57 million eyeballs a month, a month on one portal. So the value when you start looking at, I mean, obviously, so homes.com owned by CoStar. CoStar has been a small player in the residential market for years, but they have been incredibly big in the commercial side and apartments. I mean, the apartments.com and the apartments.com they picked up a number of years ago as well. And, and Andy Florence has grown that brand tremendously rapidly of, of what they've done. But the interesting thing is, they on the on the commercial side, it's always been the revenue generation has been from the listing agent, not from the buyer's agent. Whereas Zillow has taken the premier agent, flex agent, whichever program you want to look at, they've been they've been creating their revenue off of the buyer side. Um, and so CoStar has always been on the flip side. So how does how does that work for for listing agents when right now we don't need to do a whole lot of promotion to get our our listing seen? Um, what does that look like for CoStar? You know. Forget the ad campaign and the dollars that are being spent on this, but trying to get into becoming the number one portal, what does it take to oust? I mean, I'd like to see evolution. I mean, I, I don't know what it takes, but I think that, you know, I've spent, I spent some time on homes last night. You know, I think it's it's another search site. I mean, I, I think it, you know, Zillow has the has the, the hearts and mind of the consumer. I mean, most of my clients, actually, interestingly, through my lens, I've had more buyer clients are sending me listings from Redfin than I have in years. Not really sure why, but you know, it's it's from from my tiny tiny look into the world. It's it's Zillow, Redfin, and I haven't seen homes uh, or I get a occasional Trulia, um, but I don't see homes as a as an option yet for the consumers. At least at least in our market in, here in tiny bit of, uh, of of Virginia. Well, just going through just to give a little bit of context of that the, through SEM Rush, which is a site that tracks search engine market web traffic web yep. traffic things like that so the top real estate sites are zillow realtor.com trulia.com which as we mentioned is owned by zillow then redfin comes in fourth and then homes.com according to according to this comes in uh fifth um and then you've got hey, Re- do you Remax. have any web views here i mean like what the comparative strength of homes.com um as of last you know january of 2024 was 4.2 million monthly visitors as compared to Zillow at 57 million. So they're fourth and, you know, according to this, these numbers, fourth. and there are yeah. some, you know, based on what I saw on Inman, there was um, 
Homes.com was saying that the numbers were not correct, so maybe we'll just kind of put that out there. They said their numbers were, were much bigger than this, but according to this, they're, you know, 4 million versus 57 million is like pretty far down fourth place. Um, Don't you remember when Snapple wanted to be number three? That was their goal. Snapple yeah. was going to be, they said, we're not trying to compete with that. We're just trying to be the best at what we do, and we want to be number three in the market to Pepsi and Coke. Well, you know, I think that's interesting, and, you know, we can get into a branding discussion right here, but we all know the word Zillow is, it's a verb now. Like, people pe- people search for homes by putting yep. Zillow in the search in the Google search box, right? So Zillow has, like become a word so you know maybe and this is probably a question for our friends at thousand watt who we've had on this before but is is a generic term like homes.com is that detrimental to somebody or does that help when when you know zillow is kind of a cool it's a dr seuss word right it's a zillow on the pillow i mean it's it's the i don't remember which book that was but it was one of the it was a great book um and i remember reading it with our our kids thinking I don't know if that's where that name came from or not, but it's a great reference back to it. And it does, and it puts it in the right mindset, right? It's a, it's a fun, whimsical word. Right. Yeah. And, and look, we're, we're not going to go into the rabbit hole, but if you think of like Zillow, the top five, Zillow, Trulia, and Redfin are really kind of unique words. Then you've got realtor.com and homes.com. So I don't know. I, yeah, I think I, I, there's a point I hadn't even thought about. It's just the generic aspect of the of the word home is something that, um, from a branding perspective, I think that the way to, to to get over that hurdle, if you will, is is going to be money. It's going to be money and 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 time, eyeballs buying that time to get people to think about it. Is let, you know, I don't know now. I'm, I'm confused because people want to buy a home, but they don't want they want to buy homes.com. I think it's a great brand. I, I, it's it's short. Yeah, it's a word everybody knows. It's a word that, as Jonathan just played off of, go big or go homes. I think there's a ton of ways that people can use it in the branding space that that can lighten its you know intensity of, or shortness or brevity or genericness or whatever you want to say. I think it's I think it's a it's a there's very few URLs that I would sure. rather have in real estate than homes. I, t- I tend to agree with that. But you know, going back to your like, what's going to unseat Zillow, who's been number a better one better experience. Your, it's been t- it's the, Zillow has been number one for over ten years. I mean, it's been yeah. like 2012, 2013. And I read an article a year ago that, and these numbers that we just went through supports this. Well over half of the search traffic in the U.S. I mean, if you added every real estate brokerage site and every still IDX site and every well over, it's like fifty-five to sixty percent of search right. goes through Zillow. And so, I mean, you look at that and like, that, that's a monopoly and not in a, like in a bad way. I'm not saying they have a monopoly in an illegal way, but they are cornered the market with search mm-hmm. and it's hard to unseat anybody in any industry that has that much brand awareness, you know, user experience is pretty darn solid. Like if I go to a new area that, I just want to check out houses. I will pull the Zillow app up, and it's yeah, pretty damn. They've got the data, they've got the experience. Um, it's a consistent experience, obviously, from market to market. So, I mean, Homes is going to Homes.com is probably going to hit that too. I probably should download the app in here and see what they're doing different. But they're saying they're going to do something different, and I'm not sure what. I'm not sure how else search can be iterated, unless you put a chip in my brain and it knows exactly what it wants, and then it puts it off and you know 
I mean, I saw one of the one of the quotes I, I read you know, looking through actually an intimate article. It's about how um, they said you know, Holmes said that they had uh, a drone force as big as like second only to the U.S. military because they've they've flown drones over so many different markets that uh, so to get aerial view of everything. Yeah, which is an impressive thing to say, and that it. Well, it does make you wonder, like the Google car, right? The walking man mm -hmm. is like the coolest feature on Google. I love, I mean, and, and I will say from the Zillow experience, my daughter's going to college next year. We've, we continue to go back and look at, at her college town. And a lot of that is through Zillow searching and, and right. it's, and just cause to figure out, you know, this, it's our professional occupational hazard, right? We just constantly look at, at homes, but right. But the other piece is you pull up the Google map and you're like, you're doing the walking man thing mm -hmm. and you're looking at, at what's, because you're also looking at what's going on in the neighborhood, not just, you know, you want to see, you want to see the, the streetscape, you want to see the weather, you want to see whatever's going on. But, but if you've got drones and you can go fly around the neighborhood, how cool is that? Like that would actually I mean that is a different user experience and you've got to, if to unseat Zillow, you have to do something you've different. You've got to, you've got to offer something in the user experience that, make somebody want to be there right i think jim to your point i think i saw something to the fact to the fact of the homes.com said that they had deployed three hundred and seventy-five thousand drone flights i'm not sure if it's drones but drone flights right sorties through, through neighborhoods and through different areas <laughs> um and i guess that's going to be available so i mean that's potentially well you know, I mean, potentially pretty cool I, th I think that that's that's one way if they have the coverage to do it to show you know keith and I, you know you know i've talked about this for a while but if you could show neighborhoods at different seasons, like I have, oh. I have clients who want to know how, you know, what are the holiday display, displays here? And what is, you know, where do you go trick or treating and where do you do this? Or, you know, what does it look but like? You've, you've talked about the fact that you advise your clients to go to a home at the morning hour when they would leave for work and drive to their new location mm -hmm. for their new job and to come home at rush hour, to come home at lunch if you need to go to the school or whatever. Imagine if you could just pull it up and find the drone hour flights from that timeline and be able to see it for any neighborhood and be able to, I mean, that's, that is a, an amazing thought of what, what's out there. I mean, if you, if you can shrink the world, if you will, so that you can look at, look at from a street view, look at an arrow view and really sort of pretend like you live there for the, for the period of time that you're looking for a home in X neighborhood. I mean, that's a way I think you could certainly change the dynamic of, of search because, you know, even good agents aren't able to be, you know, have a street level intimacy for every single street at every single hour of the day. And so if a website's able to harness that, you know, with ex exabytes, you know, min you know terabytes of, of data to, to have it so it's an individualized search and a curated search for every single buyer that's out there, I think that's a way to, you know, to differentiate and, and make it a better product, which as far as I know, Zillow doesn't have that yet. They are working on, you know, AI. Uh, Zillow is using AI for in, for interior of homes, and right. um, you know, so I mean, it's okay. So let's let's talk about that one for one second. The the AI and the inside of the home. Zillow owns Showing Time, owns lots of other ancillary businesses that agents utilize, and part of that is that they have now started sending cameras to brokerages to be allowing direct uploads of 3d photography and and walking tours within the home and and so they can get floor plans they get condition they get all kinds of information from it um what costar has done on the listing side from the commercial aspect is they promote based upon the amount of of payment um advertising dollars from the listing agents so they promote you differently 
if that happens within the residential market, do you start capturing specific information that you have that Zillow doesn't have, or does Zillow capture what CoStar doesn't have? And do you start gaining an, is there a, is there a sustainable advantage to the information that, that you as a listing portal are collecting? Because even Zillow has started going into the showing time plus um, category and started to, to market. They've, they've announced they'll roll it out in different markets throughout the year, but that they're going to be providing different levels of, of, promotion based on who the agents are and what they're they're paying for the those fees can costar compete with that right now since that hasn't really started in earnest is costar in a position where they can utilize that that advantage and and is that where the gain is is that as everybody starts shifting to the listing side instead of the buyer side zillow is listing is shifting to the listing side they are you mentioned a zillow showcase which is coming out or listing showcase right which is coming out soon um, and you're right. It's I mean, Zillow definitely has a head start, a multi-year head start on gathering data from all components. They've got floor plans. Yep. They've got 3D tours. They've got, you know, they've got. I mean, I guess both of them have photography, but they also have showing data. How many times a home was shown? I mean, they've got all this data right now that um, that I they can probably utilize. Star has. A lot of data too. Oh yeah, they've got a lot of data too. Maybe maybe some. Well, I mean, some... I, I think you look at you know Apple. Apple is rare, rarely the first entry into a market. And they they watch, they learn, and then they release something that's phenomenal. Yes. And then they iterate on that until it's you know my, my Apple Watch I've had for years. I mean it's it's fantastic. Uh, they weren't, certainly were the ones first to to do a watch. But I think Holmes has the opportunity to to learn from you know watching Zillow and Redfin and all the other ones. And hopefully iterate something that's going to be, you know, better for consumers and for the agents. And I think it's 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 a, it, you know, it's in a meeting the other day. I mean, it, it it's rarely the technology that's the hindrance. It's the politics and the policies and the relationships that you have within, especially the real estate space, because that's what well, that's what I know. That's what we know right. best. It's the it that it, it that's where you're going to leverage the gains from a home's perspective. Is if they can beat Zillow in the relationships aspect and the politics of. of MLS and realtors and associations and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, it is interesting, you know, kind of talking about the, that Apple vision pro, which is, I guess is a 3d Google goggle for $4,000 that Zillow has started to integrate in for, for showings and, or for, for tours experiences, right? right. Like non in-person tours to right. kind of this immersive experience. You put this headset on and you can go through and, and see the house. I mean, that's a search iteration, or preview iteration, which we haven't seen before. And if you look at, you know, the value of a realtor, right? The realtors bring tons of value from a lot of different perspectives. But if you go to the value of a realtor, one of the biggest values of a realtor during the pandemic was, I'm going to go through and I'm going to do a video tour for you yep. for the first preview. And Zillow's kind of trying to sneak in on that a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so it's like one more thing that they're doing that a realtor was previously doing. Um, not necessarily saying a realtor's true value is to walk around with an iPhone or an Android and shooting a video. But the question is, you know, you did that and you could probably add some context to it. Hey, this is close to a Starbucks. It's star there's a Starbucks right around the corner. There's an empty lot next door. Mm -hmm. It's going to be developed at some point in time. I can check to see who, who owns it. Uh, these cabinets are a little beat up, right? This is, those are the things that a buyer's agent could, could be doing if they're doing their own tour. Obviously the, the immersive home and this Apple Vision Pro is, it's a it's a marketing piece by the listing agent, right? Right. So, 
Well, it's funny. I, I was with a, a new client last week, and I, I was telling about how we, I work with a lot of out-of-town state country buyers. Um, and when I do my videos for my clients, I always look out the window. I look out for where the HVAC is. For, I had a client who was a light sleeper, and so I have to look where the HVAC is. And uh, you want to know where the power lines are and, who, and who, what you're looking at when you're looking out the window. And my client said, you know, be, he said, when I look at things online, I always zoom in to look out the window. Which is, I've never heard a client detail that. I mean, I know they do, but he was the first one to articulate that that's a thing that he looks at. So if he can do, if, you know, I think that could be if, if these drones are flying between houses. Well, <laughs> or I mean, whatever. You, you know this, this is dangerous. Back in 2008, we had photographers that were essentially inserting images in the windows of real estate photography yeah. to make it look nicer than it was. Like, there, I mean, we all know there are real estate photos that get edited with power lines being miraculously disappear and things like that. So don't you remember though, April fools a number of years ago, it's probably been close to a decade when Google or somebody did a Google April fools that said they were going to start transmitting fragrances through the internet. Do you remember this? No. That like when screens of flowers popped up, you'd start getting a smell of flowers through the computer and people were like, this is amazing. It's like, <laughs> no, this is April fools, but we're getting there. Right. If, if Jetson, if we're going to start having the sounds from inside of a listing, I mean, imagine having road noise, being able to decipher that from, and we will get that from some of these cameras. I mean, Realtor.com, I think, has a has the the noise level for a neighborhood for each of these houses, which I, I don't know how, how accurate it is, but it's a, it's a proximity you know, to airports. It can do. Things it's a of thing that, that it can sure. do, and like I mean, I think that Jonathan, you picked up your phone. I mean, I think that if they could aggregate, which they can, you know, aggregate the sound levels from all the iPhones. Sure. In any given area, yeah, which is horrifying on so many levels. Well, or you could just walk through. I mean, you could walk through a house and yeah, you know, figure out. But you don't know when the train comes through, and like these, right. these are the things. Like, so we sold a house in two thousand two that was on a railroad track, um, and the agent who literally on a railroad track it backed up to the <laughs> railroad track, and um, the whole house, you know, it, it definitely you you knew you were on the railroad track, and and the buyer's agent wrote into the contract that they got to spend one evening on our deck after we went under contract with the buyers waiting for a train to be able to hear how loud it was. I was part of the contingency, and so people have been thinking that way for years. But if you could actually transmit that through the actual listings on Homes.com or on Zillow, what a, I mean, that's amazing. I'm. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm genuinely curious to know, you know, for the listeners out there, you know, consumers or or agents or both, I, I'm curious to he, if anybody feels like emailing us and letting us know if they currently use a Homes app. You yeah. Know, if they if if you know, I, I haven't had a consumer yet send me a listing from Homes. So It'll I will. Change. Well, okay. So let's let's go backwards on that and let's talk about the fact that Home Snap, which was the original app, was one of the most utilized apps from our agents, from every agent we talked to. When they bought the homes.com brand, they moved it over to homes.com. You had to switch apps because of the way the app store operates in Apple world. And it has never met the expectations of, of the agents that HomeSnap did. Back to the politics, because the contract that, that our local MLS has has not been renewed, which we don't want to cut that. But it's not the app. It's the, it's the politics of how the contracts are written. Then it's the politics of every every. I mean, this is on every national discussion of agents. Is yeah. is the switch from home snap to homes? Is, oh, is I've not heard the been, same thing. Yeah, from yeah. All, all over the place. It's yeah. not just not just in Virginia. But when they when they went from home snap to homes, those contracts apparently got negated with the MLSs or whatever. 
so they no um, longer have access to the same information, correct. the same abilities. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I not, think it's these these innovations are not leading to better experiences across the board. Well, they're not leading. To, you know, I think that they're not leading to better better experiences across the board in part because the tech can do the tech stuff. It's the politics of the MLSs and politics of the associations that challenge things. Because HomeSnap or Homes can do an amazing app, but if the and the, and the consumer could have access to that, which would be fantastic for the consumer, but if the local associations and the, you know, whomever have those contracts with the MLS, if they can't execute to make it beneficial for the agents, the agents aren't going to use it. I mean, the best thing that's come from Homes changing from HomeSnap is that I've renewed my love affair with with RPR because it's it's a functional app. And so I think it's, you know, we go to where the, where we can use the, where the work, where the tech works is what we're going to use. Well, it's, you know, it, it's a big, it's a big play by homes.com. I'm you know, cautiously excited to see what they come out with. I still go back to, gosh, it was probably 2012 or 2013 that a national brokerage tweeted back when X was Twitter <laughs> tweeted, we have an, something to the effect of we have an announcement tomorrow that is going to change the real estate industry or next week. That we have an announcement that is going to change the real estate industry. And we were like, Oh my gosh, what is going on? What's going on? And they came out with the announcement and it was, we're opening an office in California. Like, ah, oh. so homes.com is coming and they're making all this noise and like we're changing search and this is, if it's a billion dollar office they're opening though, I want to visit it. Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> Hopefully there's some substance behind it um, because you only have so many opportunities to come out and spend a billion you know, dollars. Spend, spend a billion dollars. But and yeah, I, I will say that the homes coming out and, and taking all the, you know, the marketing speak out of it as they are innovating and they are you know, building their apps even and iterating, which I think I've said a thousand times now, as they're building their business and building their apps and doing that stuff, Zillow is going to be challenged. You know, and Redfin's going to be challenged, and the the competitors are going to have to step up their game because it's only so long you can be the best without changing and improving. Well, and competition, in in many cases, pushes pricing right. down, and Zillow is expensive. Mm -hmm. You know, some people think it's a good value, and we're not going to be here to talk about it now. But it's it it's expensive to be a part of their flex program, and it takes some somewhere up to forty percent of of fees. So you know, maybe more competition is going to help. Uh, Flip side to that, though, is that leadership of these organizations doesn't want to be complacent. They want to be challenged. They want to be pushed to be their best. And I think having an active kind of battleground, it's it causes the moonshots, right? This is what this is what will drive Zilla to do something dramatically different. And and maybe it will just simply drive them to actually talk about what they've already been doing that we don't know about yet, what is in their pipeline. Right. I yeah. am confident that we do not know what Zillow is, is up to. Um, and I think, the, and some of that is, is that they want to get things right before they release things to the public. And, and I hear it, but I'm, I'm going to be fascinated to see what Andy Florence comes up with this weekend. Yeah, we shall see. Hopefully the game was good. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate everybody being here, and, and um, hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah, and I will say that the, if you, the, the, we have a couple interviews in the bag that are pretty amazing. We have uh, Lance Lambert from uh, Resi Club, and we have Greg Fisher from West Main out west, uh, which we're really excited about these interviews to put them out. Um, so thanks for listening so far, and I uh, hope you like the next ones.